Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. so much for finding your way back to windowsill chats. I am so glad you're here. This week, I had a fantastic time sitting down and catching up with Ms. Mara Penny. Mara has been somebody that I've been certainly aware of her beautiful artwork for a long time because she took my class back in the beginning. How to design for home decor through Make Art That Sells. And I've just loved her work ever since. And we've had a chance to work together a little bit, making a few things here and there. Um, Before I tell you a little bit more about Mara, I'm going to read you this week's review. It's really fun to read them out loud. This one is from Brittany Boyer. Thank you, Brittany, for this. Brittany says, I've been listening to Margo's podcast for a while now. And from day one, I was hooked. Each conversation is raw, unique, and full of tidbits that can spark an idea within you or help you navigate a part of your creative business. Margo brings on guests from so many different sides of the creative world that it opens your eyes to things you never even knew you needed. Tune in, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Warning, you will be inspired and need to pull over on the side of the road while driving to take notes. Thanks, Brittany. That's the ultimate compliment, and I love your work as well. A little bit more about Mara. In her words, she says, I grew up in Lake Tahoe. I currently live in Oakland, California. I would love to live in Europe. I love color. I love pattern. I love texture. I love line. You can see that in her work for sure. I studied both interior design and jewelry design in college. I earned my BFA at CCAC, which we get into what that means in the interview. I am a mother. I am a wife. I am a sister. I am a daughter. I am inspired by fairy tales, the night sky, and sparkles. I like to draw. I am represented by Lilla Rogers Studio. I do not like to cook. My husband is my best friend. I am happy. And I'd say that comes across loud and clear in our great conversation. It was really fun. We have lots in common because we grew up really close to each other. And actually, smallest world, Mara's lifelong closest friend is dating one of my very closest friends who will be on the podcast in a week. So there you go. Again, thanks for being here. And, oh, I wanted to let you know, too, every once in a while, I have a few spaces open up for my one-on-one consulting. And 
you just have to hop over to tantowstudio.com, the work with me page to see if I have any openings. I have a couple ways that you can work with me. I do a, a short 15 minute pre-recorded sort of answer to a question, or we can really dig deep and move your business forward together. So a few options there for you, but more than anything, thanks for being here and have a wonderful day. Hello, I'm so excited. I say that every time and I say that every time, but I am so excited to be talking today to Mara Penny. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You've, you've been just a favorite of mine from the very start when I when I first saw you. So I'm blushing. Thank oh, you. There you go. <laughs> I just love your style. And it's it's always felt to me like you've owned it, like you've owned your style and you've had kind of, you you knew it and you even though you were taking courses and things that other people were, you, you shone through. So I just appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that I actually try and pride myself in being different about everything always my whole life. See, that's a yeah. good thing. I love yeah. that. You know, some of us make that our goal. Yeah. It, sometimes it's hard when you're young to be the different mm -hmm. one, but yeah. it pays off, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. And so tell me a little bit about how you got into all this or tell me a lot. <laughs> so I was um, always a super creative kid. I had uh, my grandmother was a painter, but she was also an astrologer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, her first life was as a painter and then her end part was as an astrologer. But so I spent every weekend with her my whole life. I just wanted to be right by her side. Oh. Um, and so I just was making art all the time. Yeah. And um you know, all through high school, I just, that was very much part of who I was. And, um, I went to art schools, mm -hmm. <laughs> many, but I wanted to like, be sure I did something practical so I could actually make money. <laughs> that that age old story. Yep. Um, so I started out interior design and then I switched and then I started just taking, you know, ceramics and sculpture and metal, all, all the things, glass blowing. Um, and so then I really got into metal and jewelry. And so then I switched majors and then finished at CCAC. I was going to say, I hear glass. I hear, <laughs> I hear CCAC. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's California college of arts and crafts, which is called something different now. But. Yeah. Now it's California college of the arts. They took out the crafts just before the Renaissance of the crafts movement. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Literally like a couple of years before, um, yeah, so I went to school there and I graduated and I I worked for a beaded jewelry manufacturer for, oh, wow. for years. And then um who was that? Uh Tracy Matthews. It was Tracy Matthews Designs okay. in San Francisco. Cool. Um yeah, so I did that and then like was really wanting to have a baby. And so then I was like, I should shift to something that I can do as the baby sleeps. <laughs> Oh, we laugh. We laugh. <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to do so many things in that three months of maternity leave. Yeah, so many things. So I started uh, making uh, stuffed animals and onesies and hats and stuff like that. And then um, the working while the baby napped wasn't such a feasible idea after all, um, just because he was too hard. But um, yeah, so during that time, I like illustrated a book and I, I just was always like keeping myself busy and um and then I went on to work for an interior design firm 
And so I worked there for years and then I was feeling just kind of like, oh, I wish I had that. Like I wasn't, I wasn't being creatively fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so I really had wanted to go back to school just because there's that electric energy in the air that you could just feel it. Um, But that wasn't feasible with kids. So um, I started looking online for some art classes and I found the mats classes, the make art that sells with Lola. Mm -hmm. And she had just had the first GTS, which was her global talent search. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so Zoe was the first winner of that. And so yeah. that that's right when I, the fir- I first was introduced to that and was like, oh my God, what is this? What is happening here? <laughs> so so I, if you, if you haven't heard about the global talent search, which um, we feel like everybody has, but probably yeah. not everybody has. Um, Lil Rogers, who has make art that sells classes for several years did an open call to find new talent for her agency which was which is very um hard to get into and has fantastic talent speaking of <laughs> which is Mara Penny but um it was this fantastic thing that she put together uh at least for those of us who were looking for talent it was pretty great and there were several um assignments and the the pool narrowed as as the assignments went on i think there were three mm-hmm. and i got to actually give be one of the people to give the final assignment and we worked on these trend boards and it was at least for the first three years or so yeah but there were several um industry people that kind of weighed in yep and it was also great for the artist because lilla would post the 50 top for that you know whatever it was second mm-hmm. round but anybody could see go and see your website it was such a juicy wonderful thing both yeah. ways yeah yep. um anyway so that's a little bit about it and it and some fabulous things came of of that for yeah yeah so i went so i when i first saw like i saw like zoe like doing this thing and i was like what is going on here so i signed up like for this boot camp class which is just like easy one assignment once a month and i was so into it so like i was working full time i would come home hang out with my family they'd go to bed and then i would work until like two three in the morning Mm. every single night Mm -hmm. and i was i just loved it i loved it so much and so then i just started taking all the classes that i could because i couldn't get enough of it and um at some point i so i started so i started entering the contest and stuff and had no initially I didn't think that I was going to do anything I just wanted to do it for the experience of it you know and each year I did better and better and then finally not through the GTS but I joined Lilla I think Lilla's agency in 2017. Had you thought about licensing much before that? I didn't know it existed I didn't know that that was a thing but it's interesting though so like so I remember walking in Macy's when Martha Stewart first did her first home decor collection I was like maybe like 10, 11, 12, something like that. And I was with my grandmother and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to design stuff and have it made. I don't want to have have to make all of it, but Mm -hmm. I want to have these big collections and I want to make shower curtains and dishes and, you know, all the things, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't know what it was called. Uh Yeah. And so, yeah, this whole art licensing thing became this, I was in awe. And so I was working at the, um, with this interior design firm. And I had gone then to, so Lilla put out another call to do this. Uh, what did she call that? The 
global art gathering. Yes, yes. In in yes, England. Yes. So that was I was turning 40 that year and we had planned on going to London and Paris for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And it happened to be right at the exact same time. So we switched our tickets up a little bit so that we could go to this thing. Yeah. So it was a gathering of whomever wanted to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Brighton, put on by Beth Kempton, Lilla's producer and Lilla and several um, wonderful other people were there and it was a blast. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I look around the room who was there at the time and it's awesome. It was really, it truly was life-changing actually. That really set my, I was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. I'm going to change. And I met a group of women there and we started a collective called uh, Finch and Fox Glove. Mm. And we went to search X the next year and we were doing just a lot of stuff. Um, it was really great. And I really would suggest for people to join collectives or start collectives. It's such a great way and it just expands your community so quickly. And, you know, there's something, oh, there's so much positive energy in that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's putting yourself out there, right? So you took some classes, you met some people that way, but meeting in person whenever you can, and it, but that, you know, that could be a show that could be right. You know, obviously right. now it's, it's starting to get easier again, but um, maybe it's a retreat, maybe it's a mm -hmm. class somewhere, but you, you then start to have that time to dream a little and say, mm -hmm. let's try this thing and collaborate in a way that moves you all forward in the most fantastic ways. Cause you, you each have different things you bring to something like that. And I love Finch and Fox is just great. Yeah. And so we had, um, yeah, it was great because Fox we Club, like, sorry. Yeah. Fox club. Yeah. We would, um, have assignments that we would, you know, we would have for the group and it was also holding us accountable. And so we each also had jobs that we had to do for the collective in general. And so we just, we got a lot of work done and you did, and so it made that it made that booth affordable at Surtex, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you guys. I mean, just walking up there and seeing everybody's work and all your, you know, ah, was it was exciting to see. Yeah, yeah. And there was it, a few things at that time that a few collectives that kind of came out of those classes and stuff. Yeah, and and it was, and it's just so great too. Like taking all these classes, like you get to know people online, I guess, but then you are in these places and they'll recognize you or walk up to you or you'll recognize them. And it's like, Oh my God, this is you. <laughs> I know it's the best. <laughs> you know, there's something so potent about meeting people or, or aligning or having friends that are doing the same thing, going through the same things. We don't necessarily ever live in the same places as those people, but Oh my gosh, can we relate to each other's struggles and, and joys and it's yeah. so I mean my dearest friends I might never have lived near but my goodness can we relate to each other's yeah paths yeah large universal themes the yes paths that we walk <laughs> yeah those <laughs> yeah yeah then what so um yeah so then I had gotten Lila's attention and uh with a GTS which I had the last year of the GTS that I did was 2016 and I really was like I might be able to do this this year and so I got through all the way to the final stages I was the judge's winner I was the people's winner and then I lost I didn't get in mm -hmm. and getting in means the winners yeah they want to be represented by Lila and to be in that top six five six yeah and then not, and your, oh, yeah. your skills are there, but it's tricky because she only has so many places. 
Correct. Yeah. And so it was very, um, it was hard. It was like harder than I'd like to admit how like I was about that. But um, yeah, but so I was like, okay, Hillary and I both lost. (laughs) I'm just going to move forward. Mm -hmm. This is right at, this is right at when the election was happening. It was just so many shocking things at once. Yes. And um, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. And so I picked myself up and was like, okay, I'm in Finch and Foxglove. I'm just going to move forward. Like this is, you know, I've got a really good thing going and it's okay. I'll try again next year. And then she called me out of the blue a couple months later yeah, and asked me to come on. So, yeah. And that was, I can remember because every once in a while back then, you know, we, we, you know, I, she, she has, she had certainly a, a very important process, but every once in a while she'd be like, Oh my gosh, these, everybody's so good. I, don't <laughs> I know. I, I don't even know how she would be able to do it at all. There's so Hard. much talent in those classes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 And, and that was, and you know, um, it's very cool to see any business evolve, evolve, but hers evolve and, and, you know, people move, come and go with their careers and do different things. So spaces have opened and, mm-hmm. and she's been able to build that, um, in, in the way that's right for her. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And, yeah. um, and I think the artists that are represented by Lilla are, um, just have a certain energy, a certain, you know, ability, set of abilities, certainly. And I just, there's so many, I just feel such a fondness for, yeah. <laughs> for that group because um, just having been involved in roundabout ways and. Yeah. Well, you like, were one, you were one of our teachers. I was. For the home yes. decor class, my favorite class. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I, I love teaching that class so much. I, I, Lila and I talked about, we would, we would get together and kind of daydream things and, and, you know, like, should we have, should we start some other arm of, of Lila Rogers that teaches artists how to get their product looking like three dimension or, you know, and then it just, then it turned into a course and it was so much fun to film and it's still I mean it's absolutely my passion certainly and like you to your grandmother I can remember my mom um was an interior designer for years in San San Francisco Mm -hmm. um those showrooms there for years and years from an early age for me so I would walk with her and she would be pointing out you know, textures and colors and putting mm-hmm. things together mm-hmm. and walking mm-hmm. downtown San Francisco and looking up at the details on the buildings and just all that feeding that, you know? And yeah. so it was just always, I just always love home stuff. And yeah. I went to work in those showrooms and, but I wasn't at the same time, even though I went to school with a design degree, it was, it was like, how do you do that? You know, how do you get your product on stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, And early on, I remember I was, I had a showroom that where I worked and there was a woman, Daphne Tyson. Oh my gosh. That name just came to me, <laughs> but she had, she had a line of handwoven fabric from India and probably, I mean, this was in the eighties. Yeah. So how does that happen? How does that happen? She probably just had traveled there and had a friend and, and it was the same. It was kind of like the same eight or 12 fabrics in eight or 12 different colorways. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's India. So they wouldn't always come in or they would have slubs in the wrong places or whatever. But I just remember thinking, dream job. Like, how did she do that? I mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and there, there's such a learning curve from, from there to where you are now and, and books and having your work on product and 
talk about how that felt and how it started to evolve for you because you you're good. You knew you were good. Lila knew you were good. The world saw that. How did it evolve into the next part of your career? Because I think that's interesting to hear. Yeah. So I was, you know, I consider myself a maker, a designer, an artist, an illustrator, like all of the things. I've... No, I want to see your jewelry, by the way. <laughs> I so, so, you know, I wanted to start just creating again and just getting like my juices flowing. So I started taking these classes just to feel inspired and making stuff. And, oh, it was intimidating coming in there, mm. you know, because like there was like a lot of working illustrators already that were like taking these classes. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. But then I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Zoe, I was like, I am going to win that contest, even though I actually didn't. Um, but well, I was like, kind I, of did. I kind of did. Yeah. Um, that's Zoe, um, Zoe Ingram. Zoe Ingram. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm just so blown away by her and everybody. And I was like, okay, I like, I'm just going to, even though I feel scared and embarrassed, like whatever, like who cares? I'm taking a class, you know? And so then as I got more obsessed with it and I became obsessed, like I was literally coming home from work, eating dinner with the kids, putting the kids down. Cause they were still young enough to have an early-ish bedtime. <laughs> and then I would work for like seven hours Wow! after they went to bed. Yeah, literally for for like a couple of years. And um, in that time, do you think was that to hone your was that to get to a point where you felt more comfortable? Was that? to Yes. And I could just feel myself like growing by leaps and bounds, you know, and just like and the thing that I noticed more often than not was I could be very pragmatic, which is annoying. It annoys. I annoy myself with that. I hate it. Um, And so when I would make mistakes. That was always my favorite part of the piece. Ah, uh, yes, Every yes, yes. single time. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, allowing myself to do that and not being, because I can be, I can get so tight and so, mm-hmm. which is again, annoying to me. I wish I wasn't like that, but I am and I'm working on it. But so, yeah, so I was just like really like honing my skills and trying to just get better and better and better. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to, so, so in these classes, Lila has, um, I don't know if critiques, I feel like that's not the right word, but. There's so, their review, their lot, their, their reviews. reviews. She does reviews. Yeah. yeah. So she would do the reviews in classes. And so, you know, she would choose, I don't know, like 20 people or whatever from class. And then it would be like, okay, my goal is like, I'm going to get in the reviews. And so then I started hitting the reviews like every single time. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then my job started becoming an anchor for me. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like the I interior just design job, interior design job. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I wish that I didn't have to do this. I could just draw all the time. <laughs> then I'm a strong manifester. So <laughs> I, walk, I walk into work one day and there, it was a small firm. There were only four of us. She fired all of us. Every <gasps> single one of us. She was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. So I think you guys are all nice girls, but I got to go. I don't want to do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> Okay, I guess this is happening. Wow. Yeah. And she closed her firm. And um, so this was right before Surtex. This was like the first Surtex I did, like maybe two months before. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I was able just with to Finch like, and Foxglove that with Finch that way? and Foxglove. Okay. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, great. And so I made so much stuff. Mm. And um, how interesting that yeah. timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to look for a job until after Surtex, because I'm just going to use this time to, you know, whatever. And then I got some well-paying jobs at Surtex. And so I was like, okay, this will keep me afloat. 
And once this is done, then I'll like look for another job. And then it just kept going and uh-huh. I've been able to sustain it. So that's lucky, awesome. Lucky. Yeah, it works. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I love that you mentioned um, being intimidated because mm-hmm. I think we all are no matter mm-hmm. what, because mm-hmm. you, it's like being the new girl at, at school, you know, you, exactly. You know you're going to have friends there sometime, but mm-hmm. you're not right now. <laughs> you're new right. and you're walking in and <laughs> right. it's the unknown and you're measuring your self-worth because that's just we're human right um but you know you you got through that you grabbed a hold of of you know your skills and just did it and I love that and I love what you mentioned about um leaning into your mistakes yeah because I think for artists especially and especially when you're driven to for a goal whether you know what that goal is or not you're you get that line gets straighter and cleaner mm-hmm. every time. And so the, the quirkiness kind of goes a little bit right. away. And, and um, I love that you lean into that because, because it works and, and just manifesting and getting there. So how long after that first surtex did you end up with Lilla? Uh, within the year, actually. Okay. So surtex was in May. And so I entered the GTS that summer Right. And then that was the summer of 2016. And Mm -hmm. then, so I had paid for the booth with my collective for 2017 and Lila picked me up like a month before. And I was like, what do I do? Cause you know, like she keeps it kind of her cards close at first. So we Mm -hmm. don't, so I was signed on with her, but nobody knew. And I couldn't really tell my collective at first. And I was like, this is a problem. Like I'm going, when we're going to Surtex, I need to let them know. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So then I ended up going with Lilla that Uh year, um, Uh you know, which was like a month later or something. Um, Yeah. But it was um, so exciting and fun. And yeah. Yeah. So great. So talk Tell us um, kind of how then once you had an agent and an mm-hmm. agent that certainly gets a lot of work, how, how did that look? Like, did, were you busy right away? Yeah, I was. And, and the thing that I think was, um, yeah, I mean, cause people suddenly are like, oh, let me look at your portfolio. This is new, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, you get to be like the new girl on the block until the next round. <laughs> comes right. back in, and but- we did, we did cards together before. Was that before Lilla? Because I it think was... it I think it was right around. Yeah, it was right. before Lilla, but I think yeah. it was close close to that transition time. That iconic image of yours with the feet and the 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 girl and I just there, there's so many. <laughs> when I think of you, I have so many. I have actual pieces of art that come to mind. And you you mentioned your grandmother was an astrologer too, and I know yes stars feature in your. Yeah, they do. Work, yeah. Yeah. Sure, pretty, which yeah, I pretty love. Prominently. Yeah. It's um, I'm, I'm super into science, but I'm also really into like the woo woo astrological myth, mystical love stuff it. as well. And so like when those two things converge, I just love that. Yeah. And, and I also, you know, like I make, I like the wonkiness and I love the juxtaposition mm. of beautiful, clean things mixed with the wonky messed up. So like, you know, I do a lot of like traditionally beautiful things, but mm-hmm. I always make sure that I'm like putting something in there. That's wonky weird. Really line one of the best work. Words. Yeah. Wonky. Yeah. 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 It, that's awesome. Yeah. To make it feel a bit more modern. So did you end up doing, um, 
work that you so okay so when you started with Lola and you had you had you know people like Blue Q and there's mm-hmm. cards and there's dishes mm-hmm. and there's books and there's you know did you immediately feel like you could fit right into those things or like oh it, no again I was extremely intimidated I have like <laughs> that would Hel- be a tricky one yeah like Carolyn Gavin's on the roster mm-hmm. and Helen Dardick and I'm like what mm-hmm. <laughs> where am I <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so, no, so it was, again, another thing of feeling very intimidated and like, you know, am I an imposter here? Do I fit in and everything? And totally you know, it took, yeah, it took a little while um, for me to like feel comfortable. And um, yeah, I just, I feel like if you try, I, I try and keep my voice authentic to me. Yeah. And as long as I'm doing that, then I that think definitely it definitely comes through. Yeah. That it's, you know, I own it. It's mine. Do you have a favorite project that you've done in the past bit? Um, let's see. What was my favorite project that I've done? <laughs> I've gotten to do these um, these spell books that I've actually really loved for running press. I just did, I finished another one, a love spell book um, that will come so out great. later this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really loved working on those because it's like it's it's the mystical side mixed with art. And I just I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's. Well, it just speaks to your your background and and everything. So that's a perfect perfect thing. That's yeah. great. Did you um did you do you continue to take courses? Like, do you think you'll take the co- toy the new toy course? I did. So like so Lilla will offer those classes to us ahead of time. So we're kind of like a beta group. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I did it last a few months ago, actually. Great. Yeah, it's there. It's it's great. It just depends on the amount of time that I have. Yeah, um, and what but, else you're working on? And- yeah, I I mean I, one of the perks of being with Willow Rush Studio is that you get to take classes, and mm-hmm. so I was so excited about that. But then I've been too busy to take yeah. them for the yeah. most part. Yeah, I've heard that um, definitely from more than one person, and and it's cool that it's there as an option. But yeah, it's also cool that you're really busy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. goal goal met. <laughs> true yeah so we still need to you know we we want to walk through and see see your big line with the fabric and the and you have great fabric by the way oh thank you you know when I um when you google you just in case you haven't done it uh-huh. lately uh-huh. um it'll say Mara Penny you know and then it has your fabric collections names right after which are oh, like uh-huh. ski Tahoe or whatever you know it's, it's just <laughs> ski week. it's like uh-huh. what's that <laughs> ski week. yeah so yeah, and you have new fabric coming out. You mentioned yes, that. yeah. Um, it's called Soiree with um nice. with Moda. It's they wanted to do some sort of like celebratory, um, not necessarily birthday, but not not birthday, um, line of stuff. So it was you know it's balloons and confetti and cake and it's oh, fun. That sounds yeah, super fun. it's really fun. So you've you've met some really great goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. And you, what are some other ones you might want to Okay. Do? So I got down deep into the rabbit hole of, <laughs> it's a little bit embarrassing, but it's true. So during the holiday season and COVID and super lockdown, um, I was introduced to a show called Escape to the Chateau. So I had never heard of this until you mentioned it on a, we, I, I read, I can't wait to watch this. Tell me a little bit. 
So um, it's this English couple, a designer and a engineer. My husband is an industrial engineer. Perfect. FYI. There you yes. go. There you uh, go. Laying they... the groundwork. <laughs> I'm like, we can totally do Anybody this. on TV listening to this? <laughs> we need a contract. Please. Um, so uh, they bought this old, broken down, abandoned chateau in South France. And they have you know, gone room by room and just redone the entire thing and brought it back to life. And they, ho- they host weddings during the wedding season from people you know from all over the place that come and they cook all the food and they have the gardens and they bring all the all the flowers are from their gardens and it's just wow awesome and I want to do that so bad but I want to do it with you know artist retreats and teach classes and all of that stuff there I just think it sounds like the most of that that is my dream life right now and I would love to do that that sounds fantastic. Could it happen? Possibly. I mean, my kids are older now. Like yeah. I have a daughter going in who's going to be a freshman in high school. My son's going to be a junior. Like, so yeah. we're, I'm looking like five years down the line. That's definitely those five possible. years are going to go by very quickly. I know it. So, you know, I have a friend that I worked with at Hallmark and she, she ended up living in Dubai and met her husband there. And now like right before COVID, they, they ended up buying a chateau in normandy area south mm-hmm, france mm-hmm. and they are redoing it and she'll say like week 32 on her facebook and you can go and see it's like a little mini series and it's it's very she's not an overshare or anything but she right. just she puts these pictures of what's happening and it's so cool to see just to vicariously have a little peek in what on earth that must be like when the whole staircase has to come out that you weren't planning on and yeah you know yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like we've bought, this is, I'm on my second house now. <laughs> we've lived here for 12 years. I've just basically lived in a remodel since 2002. <laughs> 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 we just are always redoing something uh, for the last, you know, both houses. Um, That's so fun. I know it is. It, it really is. I love it so much. And um, yeah, but then I see, I, so I follow a bunch of accounts that are, you know, redoing houses, you know, whatever. And usually in France, but um just the stuff that they find, the old, oh amazing thing. Like they have attics and they're just oh filled with amazing. We can't quite relate to that here. You know, and no. living on the West Coast, I used to say antiques was like a, a yellow cover. years old. <laughs> 1950s. I was like, oh, and then, you know, moving to Midwest or somewhere or living in England. I lived in England for a while and and it was like, this is, this is a real antique. Not, yeah, yeah. But. Oh, just the discovery would be, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens, what unfolds. Yeah. That's, that's like, I've, I'm looking right now. I'm looking for French classes online. Oh, good. Yeah. I, um, I, t- we, we took my husband and I took a class, I guess, right before COVID happened a uh, French class. Man alive, is it hard trying to learn a new language? <laughs> see, that's been my language since third grade. Not that I can go rattle off anything, but I can understand pretty well. Yeah. But, and, and, Granted, again, living in growing up in California, really, really should have taken Spanish. And I've kicked myself so many times, but French. Well, it's so funny movie. because I did take Spanish because I lived in California and I was like, God, I really wanted to take French. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> funny? That. I, I won't, I, I won't name names, but I, our Spanish teacher and I had to pick, it was an easy choice to go with the French teacher. The Spanish uh-huh. teacher was a little like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm going to take French. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, Let's let, yes, let's follow that dream. I, I'm going to follow it vicariously through you. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but there is the most wonderful place 
in the south of France. It's the chateau that was abandoned and it was taken over by the Germans during the war. Mm-hmm. And it was right on the border of where the French occupied territory. And there's a little, there's this little tiny little creek, like, I mean, two feet wide. That was the border. And so the, this wonderful couple from England, it's called um, Les Sours Anglaise. Um, and I'll, I've, I've heard you talk about this okay. before. Yeah. Go. Before you do your remodel or anything, just go. And you could probably end up teaching a class there, Mara, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she has the most fantastic classes and it's the most magical place. When I first went, they just had the house um, redone, but the, there's this barn. Their vision is bar none. It's just fantastic. And it's such a good teaching facility because it's very clean and open and there's a pool and you can walk to town through the sunflowers. It's just so dreamy. That is exactly. And they do food and her husband had a wine bar in in London, etc. But there's several places like that because I know Carolyn and Helen are teaching in a, a spot. So I looked theirs up, which looks fantastic. And let's just add yours to the list. I think that is a great idea. I can yeah. see it happening. You seem really more European than American to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, so I love that they that couple is inspiring you. And I have their name over here. Yeah, it's it's Dick and Angel Strawbridge. Dick and Angel Strawbridge, which that's just a great name anyway. Yeah, I'm obsessed with them. I okay, love Okay, I'm gonna them. watch that, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to share, have I shared? I don't think I have, but I'm going to share at the same time back this amazing, my favorite show right now. And it's Portrait of the Year. Have mm-hmm. you heard of this? No, I haven't. So it's on Netflix now, but it's also on YouTube and it's British. And it's, it's a great, it's not the same group like British Baking Bake Off. It's a different group every week and it's professional and non-professional painters, illustrators, and they enter by doing a portrait, a self-portrait of themselves. And then they get chosen and then they come to wherever the event is, um, like Battersea Art Center. And there's three well-known faces, like celebrity, maybe a sports person and a musician and an and a actor, that then three of them are drawing. And they have four hours to do the portrait of this person. And then at the end, they turn the portraits around. The sitter, who's this, you know, famous person, gets to pick which portrait they want to take home. And then the judges, which are just a wonderful group of people, pick a finalist. And so at the very last one of the season, the finalists then have another paint off, basically. Mm -hmm. And one is chosen to do a commissioned work that then hangs in the Royal Academy. And it is the coolest. That is the coolest portrait of the year. Portrait of the year. Several seasons. And it, I can't stop watching it. Cause again, those, the British reality TV shows that are all so kind to each other. Yeah. I love that. I digress. Who else is inspiring you right now? My friend Ann Bentley, I think is just the most amazing artist. She's her Mm -hmm. color palettes are delicious. Her subjects are delicious. She's just such a good word. Awesome. Yeah, I love her. She's she's great. Um, and I got to work with her in uh, the collective in Finch and Fox Club. I brought her on there. Nice. Um, after stalking her online. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and it turns is... out it's so funny. I totally thought that she was like probably European, and and then at some point I was like, oh, maybe she lives 
she might be American. And it turns out she lives like eight miles from me. <laughs> Does she really? I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. She's, she's a Northern California girl. Yeah. She's here. So it's, see, um, there you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. Such refreshing, beautiful work. And yeah. And, um, Anissa McCool, I love mm. her work. She just did this book, um, called, uh, you're my best friend. Mm. And, um, it's just these prompts of like self-care and oh. I got a copy of that during oh my COVID and it was just, it's really beautiful. I love it. She's another one who I feel the same way. Absolutely. Completely inspires me. There's, there's a handful. And we were talking about this before we, before we pressed record, just, you know, later in time, a hundred years from now, when people look back, they'll be like, wow, this was such a strong time in in illustration and art. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of you that have really changed what we're willing to settle for. I think. Oh, I, I love to hear that. You know, I had a, um, a psychic reading like a long, long time ago. I was probably like 20 years old. And this woman said that she's like, you will be part of a group of women that are bringing art back to the planet is what she said. And I was like, what does that mean? Oh my <laughs> gosh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That gives me chill. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no one's ever said that about me. That is fantastic. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, that certainly has come to pass. Yeah. Well, you were definitely part of that group. I guess so. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh yeah. I've, um, I've had some interesting readings too. I love them. Yeah. I was apparently a milliner, several past lives, which makes sense. Oh, that would be so <laughs> great. Oh man. That's, that's good. <laughs> We could talk about that in another time, yeah. but I just, I love that. And you definitely, you, you are making such a difference. Your art touches me. It touches so many people. It's, it makes me smile. It, it has meaning. And I just really appreciate Thank that you you've so worked so hard you. to put it out there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Well, Thanks for being here today. Um, I just love talking to you. You've been on, on my wish list for a long time. So thanks. Oh, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to, and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.